doesn't suck i hope it doesn't suck either hello hello (laughs) welcome to our frank podcast this is like the fourth time we've attempted to record this episode but here we go (laughs) jackie JSR. Um, so just for future reference, I call Jen, as you guys know her, JSR, because when we worked together, there was a lot of Jennifers, so we had to identify each one, and her initials are JSR, so that's who she is, that's who I'm referring to, just an FYI for everybody who's like, who the fuck is JSR? Right, it's me, I am JSR, and that is spelled J-S-R, not like <laughs> J-A-Y-E-S-S-A-R. Although I'm going to start spelling it that way now. (laughs) How extra are you, Jacqueline? (laughs) Almost as extra as I am. Okay, so for everybody, we just kind of jumped right into it in the first episode, like not even giving you guys who the fuck we are, how we met, or any background. We're just like, this is our life, hi. Hi. So maybe we thought that we should do that (laughs) this time around. So we're going to get into our origin story. Um... Go, I mean, Jen, you want to start this off? Yes, absolutely. I was born a poor black child. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Oh my God, we are so alike. (laughs) This is great. This makes for great broadcasting or whatever. So um, I was born in Australia, which sounds really exotic and really cool, but it's really not. Actually, it really is. I don't know. Let me tell you, I went to Australia, and Australia has the best-looking men I have ever seen. And your girl has traveled some places, but... That's true, you have. If you want to get some, you know, as uh, Julia Gulia's future supposedly husband would say, grade A meat, that's in Australia, honey. The women, not so much, but I I, I mean, nothing against you, Jen. I think that you would be, you know... Great looking woman out there, but the men are fine. Well, you know, I'm a better looking woman because I got my eyebrows done yesterday. So I am now officially part of the decade or whatever. Okay, so Australia. Mm -hmm. So um, my parents met in Hawaii because my dad, who was a Russian American born in Indianapolis, was in Hawaii because he was a jet set gentleman. So he met my mother, who is a Japanese lady from a tiny, tiny village in Hawaii. Um, She was there because she came to America when she was in college, moved to Denver, had a horrible marriage, and then wanted to go where there were not people who were just white. So she went to Hawaii. So they met in Hawaii. Yes. I didn't know that your mother had a husband before your your papa. She did. And his name was Seaman. No, his name was fucking not Seaman. His last Bitch name was Seaman. His last name was Seaman. Oh my god. So what was so your mom's what's your mom's name? Yoko? Yoko. Yoko Seaman. Yoko Seaman? Yeah. <laughs> I'm upset that your name isn't Seaman. I am so glad. But my initials would be the same because it would still be JSR. It so would still okay. be JSR. That um, could be your alias. <laughs> Jennifer Seaman. Going by Jennifer Seaman. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so we're so, in Hawaii. So we're in Hawaii. They met um, because they ran in the same circles because my dad was promoting entertainment. Like, um, 
what do you call it? Like he was a producer, right? So he was in charge of the auditoriums in Hawaii, like where they would have like Broadway shows and shit. And my mom was a hairdresser. So she got to do all the famous bitches hair. So yes. So she was doing Angela Lansbury's hair and they were at a party or some such. I'm ignorant. Who the fuck is Jennifer, whoever you just said? Angela Lansbury? Yeah, I mean Angela. (laughs) Wow. Good one, Jacqueline. Fucking. Oh, great. Have you ever seen Murder, She Wrote? No, I'm not old. Okay, well, that's her. Okay, well, fantastic. You never saw Bedknobs and Broomsticks? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm not that young. I'm 30. How old am I? 33? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, girl, after 30, you just lose the numbers. I don't know. I think I, I'm pretty sure I'm 33. So I don't know. What time was this? How old do I have to be to understand these references? Bedknobs and Broomsticks is like a Disney movie. Oh. Like an old-timey one. No. Now, see, if you, were, if you were like a hardcore Disney person, like some I'm of the not people a Disney we know. Bitch. I'm not a Disney bitch. You would know that even if you were young, so whatever. But anyway, so she was doing Angela Ransbury Hair. That's how my mom said Angela Lansbury. And they met Mm -hmm. at a party. So my dad, because he was like a jet set entertainment baller or whatever, he decided to take them to move to Australia so he could import Japanese TV shows to Australia while he was also promoting boxing. So anyway, they moved to Australia and I was born three months early. Okay, okay. So your dad's a hustler. He was a hustler of of the highest order. But I didn't really realize how hustler he was until he died. And we found out that, okay, so um, when we lived in Hawaii, because, okay, moved from Australia to Hawaii. Okay, so we're back in Hawaii. We're back in Hawaii. Reverse. Reverse. And so when we moved to Hawaii, my dad was doing more like promotion stuff and like concerts and whatever. And like, do you want to go and meet Elvis after school? And I'm like, no, I don't care. And so I didn't go meet Elvis. What kind of monster are you? God damn it. I didn't know. I like honestly didn't know. But if you watch the Elvis with love from Hawaii special, that's the one where like, it's those big red letters and lights that say Elvis, you know? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is in the very beginning of the movie. Whoa. So but your you just, dad was like a hotshot. Yeah, but you only just see his profile. And like, if you know him, you're like, oh, that's Ed Silver, but whatever. So, so he ended up when we were living in Hawaii, having a heart attack, stroke, cardiac arrest, whole thing all at once kind of thing. And oh, so he had like the trifecta of all attacks. He did. He did. He had like the typical white man in the 70s attack, right? And it uh-huh. should have killed him, but it didn't kill him. But we lost all of our money because he didn't have any insurance. And uh-huh. then we had to move to California. And he had to be retired because he was like an invalid. Do you know what I mean? Except for he wasn't because he could work. And so he collected unemployment while my mom went to go work for my uncle, except for my dad went instead of my mom. That whole thing. Okay. So your dad had an attack of the ages. Yes. He was unable to work. Correct. Kind of. Right. Like, legally unable to work, I guess. He was on disability. Correct. He was on disability, collected that disability, but uh went to work pretending to be my mom. Oh, okay. So your mom signed up for the job, but your dad, did he have to (laughs) cross-dress? No, because it was his brother. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. So just because it would have been a better story if he did. <laughs> oh my god! Just say. <laughs> no, so he just he just went to work, but my mom was on the payroll. So that way, so, he figured that that when he died, then and my mom collected social security, it would be better because he she would be collecting off of his income instead of her hairdresser income. So your mom was still a hairdresser or not? Nah? No, she didn't do anything. She was just an alcoholic. So she said, I'm not working anymore, even though you had this attack. Correct. I'd rather, I'd rather you still work. <laughs> yes. Wow. I'm, I'm sure. Not, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to be mean, but your mom was kind of a bitch. No shit. And I don't know <laughs> if she was like, oh, Ed, I can't work. Or he was just like, this is how we're going to do it, Yoko, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. So you don't know who was the culprit of like, nah, you're still not working. I'm still going to work. Right. Probably my dad being okay. like a macho asshole. Do you know what I mean? Man, he's a tough bitch. He was a tough bitch. He was a tough bitch. Okay, so like, here's another tough bitch story. So when I was growing up, everybody thought I was a lesbian because I was in the 80s and I was not a 90210 girl. I was just like a goth, do you know what I mean? Or like a punk or whatever, right? God, pause. What? Everybody thought I was a lesbian, like my parents did. Yeah. Because, not because I didn't, watch 90210 but because I never brought a guy around right because everybody hated my ex so I couldn't bring him around but by (laughs) default they thought that I was just a secret lesbian (laughs) (laughs) so that's my lesbian story but go ahead yeah no so everybody thought I was lesbian because I wasn't like I was like it's your fault I'm not blonde I don't know what you want but um so because everybody thought I was lesbian, my mom was like having a shit attack. She was like, oh my God, my daughter lesbian. But my dad was like, look, it's cool, whatever. The roller derby, there were lots of lesbians in the roller derby. So you can have a family and be a lesbian. It's not a big deal. So that was like how rock and roll my dad was. And my mom was completely yeah. the opposite. Having said that, my dad was, you know, probably a bit of a racist in that born in the 1918 kind of way and whatever. Okay. But, you know, eh. He, w- he would have been okay if I was a lesbian, which I'm not, obviously. That's so good for, good for your dad. Look at that old, open-minded, strong bitch that he is. Exactly, exactly. Good for him. Yes, yes. But, you know, neither of them were angels. They were both kind of assholes to each other, and I was in the middle of it, so fuck them. You're an only child? Yes. Mm, okay, okay. Typical only child also, you know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess I do know a couple of only childs, but... I don't think that you fit the profile because the only other only child that's coming to mind is Miss Patricia, who (laughs) is so many more levels different than you are. That's true. That's true. So who knows? But she's like, anyways, she's like an independent only child. You know what I mean? Like, well, she's she's black. So, yes, she is a Beyonce independent woman. Exactly. So So it's it's shout out to her. She's a she's a strong black woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Beyonce ended up. Absolutely. So, okay. Okay. So, your dad is now working under your mom, not cross-dressing. Correct. And you are now in L.A.? Yes, this, we are right? in L.A. So, and I'm growing up. So, you up. were born in Australia. We went to Hawaii and now we're in L.A. Right. And then we also, up until like I was in like junior high, we were going back to Japan like every year. That's cool. Yeah. So, there's that That's aspect. Okay. Where, where in, in Japan, my dad was the first white guy in the village ever. Ever? Ever. Wow. Yeah. And 
Your dad was doing his damn thing, girl. He absolutely was. He absolutely was. But he was also like, you know, he would, because my mom was crazy and an alcoholic and everything like that, he would lock up the pills, right? And so she would have to go into the bedroom every night and hold out her hands and go, Ed, give me my pills. And he would open up a little safe and take out her meds like she was in a mental hospital and give her the meds. Well, do you think she would have abused the meds if not being treated that way? Sure, but she was on antipsychotic meds when she was just an alcoholic. Do you know what I mean? So I think she like hid the drinking so well that people didn't realize that that was what was causing her like psychotic um, tendencies or you know behaviors that were antisocial or whatever. So not that she was actually psychotic. No, she was just an alcoholic. I think so. I think so. Damn. I think so. Or just depressed, do you know what I mean? And then self-medicating, and then it would come across as she was crazy. She ended up being certifiably crazy, but that was after years of, like, abuse to herself. Do you know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Mom. Yeah. And so then, like, when she was older, she would just hoard pills. Do you know what I mean? And probably take too many, but she would just mm-hmm. hoard them. Like, when she died, we had so much Vicodin in the house, I could have, like, sold it on the street and made bank, but I didn't because, Girl, you know. you should have. I did I could have helped you with that. But I didn't know you then. Ah, damn it. And, well. and could you imagine this, like, 37-year-old bitch on the street going, hey, you want to buy some pills? It would have been hilarious. Not if you were in my street. That would have been 100% acceptable. <laughs> That's true. So tell me about your street and your life. Well, continue with yours. Well, we, okay. We, we're not even, where are we? We're in LA. We're in LA. So then um, I grew up mostly in LA and um, we stopped being rich because of that whole thing, right? So we lived like a modest fake Beverly Hills life. Do you know what I mean? So we were always living like bh adjacent and like going to the golf club and shit like that but like really being very much i think in credit card debt do you know what i mean and mm-hmm. um okay. eventually i moved and i went to college in san francisco and then okay. um my mom got really really sick she ended up having like a septic abdomen or like being completely septic Damn. because her gallbladder exploded But everybody thought that she tried to commit suicide because when your gallbladder explodes and you go septic, you get acidosis, right? And Uh so that shows up like ethylene glycol poisoning, like she drank a bunch of Prestone, right? And Mm -hmm. so I had to like leave college, come home. It was a whole thing. Everybody was running around going, your mother tried to commit suicide. What a shame. What a shame on your family. Blah, blah, blah. Is that the the same shit like you're drinking like antifreeze? Yes kind of stuff so okay so they thought that she was trying to commit suicide when really her gallbladder just exploded and everybody's like shaming your family absolutely and and because of the kind of circles that we ran in that was a big ass shame right so my dad while my mom is like in a fucking coma is like oh my god the shame of this and we're gonna lose all our money that we didn't really have any money but he was like i'm gonna have to declare bankruptcy because insurance isn't gonna cover this because she brought it on herself right so yeah while this is happening they also discover that her liver is shot right and so of course because of alcohol so she's got Mm -hmm. like a little bit of cirrhosis which is not the big problem but everybody's acting like it's a huge problem right so finally she goes and she has an abdominal explorer and they realize that her gallbladder exploded but nobody like 
care to publicize that in such a way as to say, hey, Yoko didn't try and kill herself. She really was very ill, right? Okay. So now, did your mom make it out of this? Yes, yes, she made it out okay, of this. Okay, okay. But then their relationship was so fucked up because of the money aspect and the suicide shame and the everything like that. Like nothing was ever the same. Okay, but like they found out that she didn't actually drink any antifreeze and try to kill herself. Right. But that was still like a thing. Like they yes. still thought that she might have. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, like once that stigma was there, it was like it was over for them. So that was like the, the plot twist of, of life. Okay, okay. And so nothing was ever the same. He went crazy. He was really mean to her. She was like, all you care about is money, blah, 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 blah. He ended up dying while we were still uncertain about our financial future. Or it wasn't my financial future. I was already an adult. But you know what I mean about their financial mm-hmm. future? So he died had a whole bunch of life insurance money, but that had to go to paying off all the debts, right? And we still had this medical bill looming over us. By the time everything settled down, they ruled that, of course, insurance was going to cover it and everything was fine. Wow. Yes. So your mom outlived your dad. Yes, by way too many years. But she's not, she's no longer with us. Okay. So, yeah, she ended up outliving him by a very long time, my whole adult life, pretty much. And I had to take care of her. So I was a crazy person for very long while I was taking care of her in San Francisco alone with actually then no money. And we had to we both had to declare bankruptcy because we didn't we were just not wise. And how how old are you now when this is when that was happening? I was in my mid 30s. Okay. Yeah. And so even then, though, we were like living in Pacific Heights in this nice apartment. I was just working three jobs and selling my record collection to keep her in alcohol and cigarettes (laughs) enough to keep her slightly appeased. That's wild. It's totally wild. That's a wild life. It is. So that's what it's like. And the reason why I am the way I am is obviously, if you haven't figured this out by now, armchair psychiatrist of the internet world. Um, My mom was a narcissist and I was the child of a narcissist in a codependent relationship with her. That's a lot. My story is not as intense as yours. But it's more entertaining. I don't think so, Absolutely. Bitch. Your dad, you were in Australia, you were in Hawaii, your dad had a massive attack, your mom was an alcoholic, like, th- you're, I'm not going to top this story, so here's my boring-ass life. I love your boring-ass life, keep going. So, I am first generation um, in the U.S. of A. My parents are both from Mexico, my dad is from Michoacan, and my mom is from Jalisco. They did not meet there, however... They both came to the U.S. of A. and they both worked at uh, Tortilleria, so where they make tortillas, which is amazing. And I mean, what are you doing? That is hell. Oh, loud. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be loud. I'm sorry. I'll stop doing it. Um, so they met there. Um, how I like to picture it is they both reached for the same tortilla <laughs> and looked into each other's eyes. And that was it. <laughs> uh, they were both immigrants here, so. They each married somebody for papers. My mom married a gay guy. And my dad married a lesbian. And this is prior to both of them knowing each other. And that's what I think is amazing. Like, they were meant for each other. Like, they both figured it out, 
right? Like, this is how we're going to stay here with the papers. And they ended up working in the same tortilla factory. I think it's so romantic. I love it. That's so crazy. So shout out to uh, all the gays. I love you. Thank you for making my uh, family possible. Absolutely. Y'all are real MVPs. Um, so yeah, that happened. And then my dad already had a child prior to meeting Mary of Jesus, which is my mom's name, Maria de Jesus. So great. Um, yeah, so he had already had a child before then, and he was in Mexico. Um, he came over here, you know, for better life, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they got together, and then there was me. I'm the firstborn. So my first language was Spanish. Um, I had to learn English in school when I started going to school. I don't remember any of that, so I don't know if I felt out of place or Your whatever. English is fantastic. Well, I mean, yeah, I was born here. I know, but do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, well, I actually don't know of a lot of people, but I would assume that some people, no, that's not true, right? Because, never mind. I was going to say that some people probably, like, are born here, but grow up speaking a different language, and then they have to learn the language, and it's difficult for them. But it's not, because you had TV and shit. No, I was, I was, yeah, I was a, I was a baby. I started going to Head Start, which is even before preschool, oh, right. when I was, like, okay. three. So, yeah. I mean, I knew Spanish, and then I just picked up English when I was in school. My um, half-brother, he eventually came over here when he was, like, 18. Uh -huh. Like, they smuggled him with the coyote. Oh, my which God. They, do. they pay somebody. Yeah, they paid somebody to bring him over here because, you know, my dad wanted him to have a better life than just to be in the little pueblo in Mexico. Uh -huh. So, he's been here for over 10 years now because he is five years older than me so i think he's 38 wow. so he's been here for like almost 20 years or some uh -huh. shit and my dad's been trying to get him to get papers and stuff like that trying to fix him up but it's very difficult and you know he hasn't seen his mom in, in that long so we're trying to get him back to a place where he's able to travel to go see his mom again, right you know? so then your dad did he divorce that lady and be like i'm bitch i'm leaving for america or what the fuck uh they didn't okay. work out they were, they were never oh, okay, married. Okay. They just had a kid. Yeah, they had the kid, and they tried to make it work, but, you know, unfortunately it didn't. So he had to, he mm -hmm. left. Um, he would still send their money and stuff That's like nice. that because, you know, right. the kid. But he met Mary, and um, then he brought, uh, his name is uh -huh. Luis, like my dad, but we call him Huicho. Huicho? They brought Huicho over here. Yeah, that's his nickname. I don't know. I don't know what that nickname means, but it's like a very common Mexican nickname. His name is Huicho. So we brought Huicho over here, and he stayed with us. And now he he went to school. He like speaks English uh -huh. now, um, and he's doing good. We're just gonna. We're just still trying to get him in the process of being able to go back to see right. his mom. Right. So does. So anyway, oh and he was how old when he came here? Eighteen. Yeah, I think he was eighteen. So years then he old. can't be like a DACA or whatever. No, he's not eligible because he was think. not a minor when he came. Exactly. Plus, he's not—he wasn't supposed to be here. They smuggled right, right, him in. Right, right, But even so. if he—if he—but if you're a minor and they snuggle you in, snuggle, smuggle you in, then I think you get to be because you're a child, so you're not in control of having come over. So you can be a dreamer. Because see, um, my brother. Uh -huh. He has a wife now because if any of y'all want to get married, your girl is an a minister. I'm an ordained so minister. Amazing. I can make that happen for you. You got love? I'll solidify it. I'll turn in the papers. We'll make it official. Um, so I did that. I married my brother. Not like right, to him, right. but like I married him, <laughs> married him and, his, and his lady of 10 plus years at that uh -huh. point. They have a kid now. Um, and she is also an illegal from Honduras. Oh. And she remembers coming in 
or attempting to come here on a boat uh-huh. when she was like eight or something. Right. She has these memories of being on a little boat for a long ass mm-hmm. time. And then they caught her at the border and they said, nah, bitch, you got to go back. So then they sent her ass back and she had to come uh, back over here. They, they tried again, but this time they gave her fake papers okay. and they were able to get her on a plane uh-huh. and bring her over here. And she's still not a citizen. Like they just got, I married them last uh-huh. year. So I guess he's trying to work the papers out so that she can be a citizen here. Like she has a visa to okay, work okay. and all that so stuff. So she's not, she's not illegal. So she's not illegal, right. illegal, but like she can't travel or do anything. She has restrictions to, to ha- how and where she can go in the U.S. Even with a that visa. That makes any sense. Okay. Yeah, I, I think she can only go to Honduras and back here. She's not allowed to like go anywhere else. Oh, interesting yeah it's weird interesting yeah i mean i don't i don't know the exact logistics of it but i do know that because i've been wanting like to travel with her or something like that she but she's go. she's not allowed they don't let wow. her no she they don't they don't allow her but um so yeah so anyways um my parents met and then they only recently got married maybe like seven or eight years ago they divorced their uh-huh. their gays and they made it official with each other so that's cool. Um, I have always lived on in San Jose on the east side. So very ghetto. Um, I used to have a where I live uh-huh. now. I live maybe like down the street from when I was a little kid, uh, which is really ghetto. Deep on the east side. And then I moved just a, a couple miles up the east side at my mom's. Mm-hmm. When we were like 10 or something like that. Yeah. And that's where I've lived mainly my whole life. But it's not a, a big upgrade. I mean, I had a crackhead that was there. <laughs> and by that, I mean, there was this lady who used to hang around my house. Not like we knew her, but she was just uh, the block, you know, right. crackhead. So she would just be she, in the neighborhood, you mean? Okay. Yeah, she'd just be, you know, doing her crack shit, shit in the neighborhood. One time I was coming home from Brandon's mm-hmm. and it was like four in the morning or something like that. Because I had to get ready right. for work. And she was in the middle of the street, like, doing aerobics, <laughs> doing jumping jacks. Oh, my God. Like, just get, she was getting it, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, this bitch has a lot of energy for it being this early. <laughs> Anyways, two hours oh later, I'm leaving to go is to work. still there? This bitch is still uh, at it. 100, 100, 100. She is just getting it, you know? And I'm just like, damn, bitch, you need to Jesus calm down. Christ. But no. You know, she's in that crackhead mentality. She's just 100 all the time. And then another time when I was driving back from work, um, she straight up jumps out in the middle of the street. I live in a big ass neighborhood. I mean, in a big, uh, in a neighborhood where there's a big ass busy street before you go into my hood, right? So she jumps out in the middle of the street. I mean, this is like a four lane, big, big street. She's just behind a car, jumps in the middle of the street. She has two bags in her hand, like full of food. She drops to her knees. She starts swinging the bags around. She starts beating herself with, yeah, with her fists. And I'm like, I stopped. Luckily, I didn't hit her. But I'm just like, come on, bitch. I'm just trying to go home. Like, do your antics somewhere else. I'm tired. I just drove an hour because, you know, work is far. I'm like, I'm tired. Please just stop. But nope. She was just rolling oh around, God. doing her thing. And I eventually had to drive around her. And uh, 
then I got home, but I was just like, man, I hope she's okay. But she was just, you know, she was but my did you see her ever again? Doing her thing. I did see okay, her but, after that incident but, in particular. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I hope that she has cleaned up her life and that she's doing good. I don't. I no longer live with my parents, so I don't. I can't give you guys an update <laughs> as to how she is, where she is. But um, also by my mom's, there's a creek down mm-hmm. the street. So a lot. When I was younger, there didn't used to be that many homeless or you know people right. on drugs. But now that there is, a lot of them hang out in the right. creek. They like go down there and they build you know little colonies right, right. and all that. And when I used to go running. I had to take oh a knife God. with me and sure. pepper spray. Yeah, and, and pepper spray. Like, I used to hide the knife in my um my little, what was it, like, knee oh, brace thing? Oh, nice. And I got a bad nice. knee. My knee's old. So I used to just put it, slip it through there, and then I used to carry the mace in my hand. And, of course, I had my Lou Dog, who, if y'all don't know, is a 60 to 65-pound yep. Dalmatian. So people were tend to leave me alone based on just me having a big-ass right. dog with me, which was great. But just in case, I always Your had, extra. like, extras because they used to like you know just be down there and they usually would leave you alone but some of them were sketchy as fuck you know and you don't know what kind of stakes they're in and you know how desperate they are and and that's where i used to run because you know that's the real only place that's not in Mm -hmm. the neighborhood and i could let lou off leash and we'd have a good time of course i wouldn't do it uh when there was no sunlight it was always during 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 business hours of course so but that's how like ghetto and and uh i i don't know would you say that my neighborhood was dangerous i mean i guess i it's, i i mean i go there right and i don't feel like threatened or anything having said that i just used to live in hayward which is pretty ghetto also um but i wouldn't say that it was less ghetto than my my old neighborhood necessarily well, that's where my mom, I moved to where I am now, which is even more ghetto, or which is where I used to live when I was little, right, right down but, the street. But even but now, now I, even I'm now, back here. I don't, I mean. Well, I mean, I don't get shit delivered here. Right, because like I was just going to say. As you, <laughs> so, I mean, that's my neighborhood. And instead, okay, so, um, you know how they have telephone yes. lines? And they have the shoes over the telephone lines. Which means lines. that there are drugs in the house, right? I mean, that's... I recently told this to somebody, and apparently that was the consensus. Okay. I didn't know this the whole time. Like, it was never a thing, like, that I knew was real. Because that would make it super obvious if, like, cops were around. If, if everybody's fucking knowing that wherever there's shoes dangling from a house across the street is where well, they see, sell drugs. and I didn't... I'd figured they'd I thought catch that on. they would catch on too because I thought it was just kids. Like I thought it was like a thing. But then I realized after I was told that, that like, okay, that kind of makes sense in the context of my neighborhood because this is where they are and this is where they aren't. So maybe it evolved into that. I don't know. Bitch, if that's the case, I live around sure. all the drug dealers because there is a bunch of fucking shoes everywhere on telephone lines. But they are evolving yeah. around my neighborhood because instead now of shoes hanging from the wires, there is now bottles of lean. Now, for the listeners who don't know what lean is, or for white people who are listening, <laughs> <laughs> it is basically um, what is it? Promethazine and okay. codeine. Yeah, and codeine bottles, which um, 
which is popularized because rappers would put them in their little foam cups or the little red cups and they'd add like some Sprite and sometimes like little Jolly Ranchers and shit in there. And that's what they would sip. It would be called lean or, okay, or syrup, okay. you know, either or. So now I have like hella bottles of of lean just hanging from the, the I'm going to take a picture yes, and we'll please. put it on the, we'll put it on the, yes, please. on the IG. But now what's the yeah, difference? No, it's wild. Here's how white I am. What's the difference, Jackie? Please tell us between purple drink and lean. It, it oh, is, they're the same. The same. You can call oh, okay. it purple drink. Okay. It can be. Okay. Yeah, it can be. It's just uh, like they would put um, grape oh, okay. Okay. soda okay. in it. From my understanding. I mean, if anybody's out there and I'm saying the wrong shit, let me know. But I'm pretty sure from my understanding it's okay. the same shit. It can be referred to as purple drink. Depends I on see. what you mix okay. it with. Okay. Now, speaking mm-hmm. of purple drink, what is for loco? That's, that's, is that, is, for loco, is that just an energy drink that's made by a rapper? <laughs> okay. Bitch, okay. I don't know where you're coming up I just heard things. it. I heard I it somewhere. I don't know. I, okay. Well, I haven't okay. heard it. Maybe. I haven't All heard right. it. Listen, I'm, okay. I'm not hip. I'm not hip. I know some okay. shit, but I'm not right. hip with the times, okay? okay? So, we'll, we'll come back to this, listeners. We'll, we're going to do some research, and we'll come back onto what Jay okay. Star is talking about. Because okay. I myself don't know. Okay. Um, when I lived in San Jose briefly, we lived in these apartments that were really, really nice, but they were for low income people and, um, but they were new, right? So it was like part of that, like, let's make housing, but we're going to make it market value so that poor people can live in a nice neighborhood. Right. So it was like these super nice apartments, Mm -hmm. but everybody in the thing was just really, really ghetto except for the hurricane Katrina survivors who were also living there, but, and they weren't as ghetto because they were just displaced. I mean, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if, it's not like they yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. we're from the streets of San Jose. They're, they're like, not there. They're not. We, they're, yeah, yeah. They didn't go there like by choice because of things. They were like, my house got fucked. I don't actually, I don't have a house anymore. Exactly, so exactly. they put me here. So um, when I lived there, it was interesting because like we were the only white people again. It's where we go. Um, and, uh, we would find all kinds of things like, you know, in the driveway, in the parking spaces or whatever. Um, And one day I got my like unemployment check um, or no, it was my disability check because I just had Esme, right? So I was like, you get to get benefits while you're having a baby or whatever, right? So, oh yeah. And and also you just totally forgot that in your life you had a child in your life. Oh, sorry. I thought we were, okay. By the way, way. way, um, I got married to this guy and his name is Anthony and he's uh, (laughs) still my husband and we're still together and we live in Nebraska with our child, Esme, who is 13. Um, And so when I had her, I would get this check, right? So you know how I am. I don't have much of a filter, right? So I'm checking the mail and I have Esme like on in my little baby carrier and I get the the check and I'm like, oh a check. Thanks, baby. And this woman, I can't remember what she said, but she was like, and she said it in a very African American way, right? But she was like, you know, bitch, don't be bragging about your baby money while you're at the mailbox, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh I'm sorry. But yeah, so <laughs> She totally told me. I'm so clueless. I get myself into situations that I just don't understand. Yeah. Okay, so let's rewind and talk about this, the man, Anthony, who was in your life. How did you guys meet? (laughs) Anthony and I met online, and we met online before Tinder, before, like, all of this. Everybody is just 
dating and hooking up online kind of thing. You, you couldn't just, just swipe right or no, whatever. No, you had to log in, swipe. you had to have a password, you had to do this, you fill out a questionnaire, whole thing, right? So Okay, okay, okay. Do you remember which one it was? Harmony, which is terrible. <laughs> yes, bitch, so yes. what happened, I was working in a record store, I was living with my mother, I was taking care of her, I was morbidly obese, I had no life except for like just talking about Ryan Adams and and whatever other music I liked at the day, right? And so um, mm-hmm. it was miserable. And I was driving every day from San Francisco to Silicon Valley to work at the Stanford Shopping Center, which is hella bougie, hella fancy, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a soul cycle there now. So um, so I was working there, and I was like, I'm not meeting any gentlemen. I don't know how I'm going to meet a gentleman, so maybe I should try this online dating thing, right? So this is back in the day when you could have, like, a personal ad on Craigslist, and it wouldn't be, like, creepy, right? So I first did one on Craigslist, and I met some people there. Then I was on... Did you ever meet, no, like, a never, hooker by never, accident? never, mm, well, I met a guy whose right, name was right. Klaus Chalupa. Klaus Yes, Chalupa? he was half German, half Mexican. God, you get so close to like getting the best I know. last names. First we got Chalupa. Semen, and yes, now we got Chalupa. Um, yeah, he was very nice, but he didn't like me. I think once he met me in person, he was like, "Oh, this bitch is fat." So anyway, um, so I uh, fuck. Oh, fuck him, fuck him, Bozzy Potty. We are Bozzy Potty. We are, here, but okay? this was a different time. You know what I mean? This is this is okay, when you different time, when you couldn't be Bozzy Potty, Potty Bozzy, Body Positive, Body Body Posy. Okay. Yes. What the fuck does Chalupa? Chalupa? Exactly. Chalupa. So, <laughs> fuck you, Klaus. So, what was I saying? Okay. Yeah. So I was on on Craigslist, and then I put an ad on J Date, which is dating for Jews, um, which was very popular at the time. And I met some actually very great people on J Date. Um, some that I dated, some that I didn't date. Uh, one who lives in Israel now and is. A fantastic person. Anyway, I dated a rabbi. It was a whole thing. So I had to. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, can rabbis. Can. Well, he you? was a rabbinical student, so yeah. But no, he was studying what to be a mean? rabbi. I don't know that if he ever became a rabbi or not. He oh, was okay. a perv, though, and it was it was wow. It was okay. very complicated. He had so many issues. Anyway, but but if he was a real legit oh, yeah, yeah, rabbi, yeah, yeah, he could yeah. still bone you. It's not so like a pope. It's not like a pope. No. No. Hmm, interesting. See, I know nothing about being Jewish other yeah, than yeah, I yeah, just yeah. I'm not a Although and 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 uh-huh. I watched a show where it's like a community of people who are Jewish, I believe, and like they have to keep everything inside yes. their circle or something. Like even if somebody like there was the, the lady and she was being like beat and like raped or something and she wanted to go outside the community and like leave and everybody was like nah you can't do that if you do that we're gonna take your kids like they were totally protecting the guy and they're like we could just um solve it within our community you don't need to go out if you go out we're gonna banish you and we're gonna ruin your life so she had to like link up in like a secret community with other jews who were who were going through like similar things but it was like it was like a whole fucking thing like yes that's okay like not in my life life. here's the thing okay fuck the bible no offense to anybody but these people who are fundamentalists and i say that for christians muslims jews everybody who is like so extreme you take this book you read it and you take it so literally that 
you end up abusing your women, you end up raping your children, you end up suppressing people, and it ends up like you have fucking wars, like, hello, Afghanistan. So... It well, really that did. escalated quickly. Um, but yeah, so there are Orthodox <laughs> Jews. Those are the ones who are like living like it's still, you know, the year zero or before the year zero because it was before Jesus that everybody was Jewish or, you know, what I mean, everybody over there until Jesus came. So so let me let me get something straight. So this little community thing, it doesn't apply to like real Not world? Not really. They have... Like the... like. Like the real world just leaves them the fuck alone. Well, and they it's just kind do of like a want. cult, right? So they exist in the world, but they pretty much obey their own laws that go above and beyond the rules of, of regular society in that you can't get a divorce unless your man says you can. You, you know, have to have your head covered if you're wearing something and you're at the dermatologist's office and for some reason the backs of your knees are showing, a man can take a note and write it to your four-year-old son and say, give this to your mother and have him show it to your father because he can't be responsible for the fact that he gets a boner if he's looking at the back of her knees because she's showing him. True story. Yes. That's, that's so, wild. That is wild. So where did you get your yeah. Jewness from? Your dad? Yeah. Okay. What was your mom? Did she No, so she, pr- in anything? Japan, I mean, there's all kinds of religions in Japan, but there's Buddhism, right? And there's Shinto. And so Buddhism is like mm-hmm. Buddha, right? And like that whole thing, like I'm sure you know. Really shocking. I, I think you know some <laughs> Buddhists probably. Like Todd, he's a Jew boo. He's a Jubu. He's a Jubu. Hi. Shout out to um, Calvin. And so, um, so, and then there's Shinto, which is like this ancient nature religion kind of thing. So basically for happy occasions, you're Buddhist and for sad occasions, you're Shinto. I think it is. So like you could get married and you would have like a Buddha ceremony, but when it's your funeral, you have a Shinto, I think. One of the two. Anyway, I can't remember. That's I only majored in Japanese. So anyway, so, so she converted uh, to Judaism. Got it. So if she didn't convert, would your dad? Oh yeah, still yeah, yeah. She only converted because. Okay, okay, okay. Jennifer, I did not want you to grow up in America and have strange religion like Buddhism or whatever. So I convert to Judaism for you, so you could have normal life. Thanks. Thank you a lot. That's wild. She absolutely your mom was. was a wild woman. So um. So actually, technically, according to the the bad Jews or the black hat Jews or the Orthodox Jews, I'm not even Jewish because she started to convert before I was born, but then I was early, so she didn't actually convert until I was already born, and so technically I'm not a Jew. Hold on. So you were born prematurely. I was born prematurely as well. See, look at us. Two months. But why were you premature? You just decided... Get me the fuck out of here. I think that it probably had to do with my mother's health and her mental state. Um, And then that was even further Mm. exacerbated. Like, I think having me really did a number on her psychologically because, okay, you can't... Back then, it was Mm -hmm. 1969, in Australia, they're not going to let you touch your baby for like six months, right? So we never really had like a good bonding, right? And so... Wait, wait, wait. Why can't because you touch I was in an incubator like an egg forever? Right? So oh, that's right. Okay, when, okay, okay, okay. And they didn't I don't have, think like, the they had the little hand shit. Put, like, I don't think so. shit. We'll post a picture of me in the incubator. Um, yeah. No, they had the hand, but I think times. that only okay. the nurses could touch you. I don't know. 
Anyway, so when they said, okay, Yoko, you get to have your baby now, she cried, right? And she was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And they were like, well, you must be crazy. So they sent her to like a mental institution. So, yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) No, I was... um premature because i had the umbilical cord around my neck out already i was like fuck this i'm good i'm out and then my mom went to the hospital and she's like she's not moving anymore i, don't, I haven't you know felt her uh-huh. do her thing in a little while and then they saw um with whatever right. kind of imaging they had there you know that i was not moving because the doctor said that i was going to be a smart girl because uh-huh. they told my mom that if i was to move around and do my normal baby shit oh yeah yeah, that yeah. i would have killed myself so i was just like there like bitch can you go <laughs> to the doctor because i got a situation and i'm trying to stay still but this like i'm a baby and i need right, to right. be rolling and shit in your stomach but i'm i'm gonna stay right here for a little bit until you figure so this smart. shit out so <laughs> she did she did and then they're like, we got to induce mm-hmm. this lady. She needs to come out. And then I was... So they, she, uh, you weren't a C-section. Then. They actually induced you. I think that they... As far as I know, I'm a, okay. I came out of a vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how they did that, but... No. I don't think okay, my mom good. was cut open. Good, good, good. Because that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So, they, the Jews don't consider the, you the a real Jew. The hardcore Jews don't consider me a real Jew. I'm Jewish enough for, like, the reform. Okay. Which is, like, the regular Jew that, you know, we don't keep kosher. We don't mm-hmm. really do a lot of holidays, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't eat pork, and that's, like, a Jewish thing. But I have to hold on to something. No. Like, ever? Because it, it's in the Torah, so we're, you don't. There's all these dietary restrictions as part of like hardcore Judaism. You can't have your milk and meat at the same time. So, well, who fucking no? Wants like to you that? can't that have a cheeseburger. Gross, but okay, go ahead. Oh fuck! So so like meat. I mean, milk, milk as, as in, in dairy like and meat at the same time is no. That's fucked. Because up. it says in the Torah you? that you're not supposed to. I mean, it says a lot of shit in the Torah that nobody does, and then it says some stuff, and I think the Jews are just like, you know what, we're going to be different than everybody else, fuck you and your Jesus bullshit, like, we're going to just do how we do, and so that was something they did, so now they keep doing it. That's wild. See, I was, um, I was trained to be a Catholic, um, obviously, because my right. parents are hardcore Mexican. So that's how I was uh, raised. And I was in church every single fucking Sunday. Like, I can, re- like, word by word, tell you the part from when they bring out the, what do you guys call the, it in English? The, the little body wafers. of Christ? The little uh-huh. wafers, that whole spiel. I can rehearse it word wow. by word by word in Spanish. And I can... Yeah, because obviously I went to, right, right, right. to Spanish church. I don't know any anything in English when it comes to anything having to do with Jesus or the Bible or God. I just know everything in, in Spanish because like, I could tell you right, every single right. prayer in Spanish. Wow. Like I know them all. It, yeah, it's it's wild. Like I, I, I every I don't know what it's called. This is a fun yeah. fact that not a lot of people know about me, but it's in Spanish. It's called. Pe- uh-huh. like, me persino at night, which means I do the little cross thing over my um, forehead and over my mouth and over my chest. Wait, you and do my it body. that? I don't know. Wait, don't you do that a bunch of times? Brain. Yeah, it's a. It's called 
right. uh, when you persinar yourself, it's like, por la señal de la Santa Cruz de nuestros enemigos, líbrame, Señor Dios nuestro, en nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Right. That's the, right, right, that's right. the I guess, the prayer that I say, and I have to, like, I do that every single okay, night. Okay, but wait a minute. I can't sleep well. Like, so I, wait, but do you do blah, 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 while you cross your head, and then do blah, 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 while you cross, okay. Yeah, it's it's like basically making little crosses. Like the first one, if I have to do it, like that's, right. that's on my forehead. The next one uh -huh. is like across my mouth. The uh -huh. next one is across my heart, I guess. And then the final one goes from my forehead all the way down Dude. my chest to my shoulder. Okay. So it's a bunch of crosses. Do you say the prayer each time that you do it? Yeah. So do you do it like four times or do you do the crosses while you're doing the whole prayer? No, no, no. Okay. While you do it. It's just you do it one time okay. and you do the crosses. Like I, that was instilled in me from when I uh -huh. was just like born to the point where I, I, I do it. Like, that's what I choose to believe in. I am a Catholic. I have fucking La Virgen de Guadalupe ta tattooed on my right. Right. on my arm, my big-ass forearm here. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm religious to the hundred. Like, right, right, everybody right, can right, believe whatever right. they want to believe, right. and that's fine, right. and that's beautiful. Do you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell you that mine is better than yours or anything like that. It's, you know, this right. is what I choose to believe in, and this is... Right. I, I don't practice it, like... Like, I don't go to church every Sunday or things like that, but if I feel down or if I feel like I'm having a hard right, time, I'll right. just go and I'll sit in a church. Not while, not while right. there's mass or anything like that, but I'll just go and sit it's there a nice because place it makes to go. me feel better, you know? Okay, but so let me ask uh, yeah, you this. So. Okay, so your parents are hardcore Mexican Catholics, mm -hmm. right? But yet they married gays. So what's up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. I mean, I don't know what's up with that. They're not very... I, I feel like my parents, even though they're, like, hardcore Mexicans, they're not very, like, judgmental in terms okay, okay. of, like, lifestyles. So, would you say... Um, because they're, my mom right. totally has gay friends, and, and my dad doesn't discriminate against... Like, I thought, because they were so right, hardcore, right. and, you know, Brandon, we'll get into the story of, of my life with Brandon, he is completely covered in tattoos, and they're... they're uh, conservative in the way where they don't think that people um, should be hello. <laughs> I was going to say, have they me, seen you? Know? you? I know. Right. I, I'm their only daughter. And, you know, so I was, I hid my tattoos from them for oh so long. And that's why I don't have any, like, particularly that are right um, visible. Yeah. Like, if I wear shorts, clearly you could tell because my legs are covered in them. But I specifically did not put any like you right, know how right. a lot of people like to put them on their arms on their forearms and things like that like my arms are like the last place that i haven't touched as far as like my forearms i have them on my shoulders and um on my um biceps and triceps right, but right, none on right. like my forearms yet and that's partially to do with my parents because i hit them oh because i didn't God. want them to like disown me when uh -huh. my dad found out that i had right. one it, it's a little one it's like one of my smallest ones Jesus he like Christ. did not talk to me for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> so when I finally had right. the courage and I said, look here, dad, I have, right, at right, that right. point, I think I had like nine tattoos and I'm like, I want to be honest with you. This is what I have. This is where they're at. And he like oh almost did not want to listen. Like I was saying it and he was just like clenching and like shaking his head like, no, don't tell me this. And I was like, this is me. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. That is so funny. <laughs> that is, that's hilarious. Wait, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Where did you get your, you just got a poison the well tattoo, uh -huh. right? Where is that? I couldn't tell I in the picture. I did get a poison the well tattoo. That is okay. on my right thigh. So you know where yes. where I have Jim Morrison on my left right. one? You know where Jim is? Uh-huh. Uh 
on the opposite. Oh, on the opposite, I have the opposite of December, which is a Poison okay. the Well um, album. Okay, all right. But that's that's where that is. Yeah, I just I recently got that. But anyway, so they mm-hmm. don't like tattoos as a general. So I thought me being with Brandon, who is everything. completely covered neck, fingers, everything, that they wouldn't accept him as much or like him as much or whatever. But my dad is like Aww. a total helpless romantic. He's like, I'll go right, fuck right, if right. he's covered in blue right. spots. Like, that's a direct right, right. quote. Of course, it's Spanish right. because <laughs> my dad don't speak no English like that. Um, but he's like, I'll go fuck if he's covered in blue spots. Like, as long as he treats you well. And he is good to you. Then well, of that's course he's romantic. The tortilla factory. Let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's right. That's right. So, Aww. yeah. That's, that's yeah. that. So you yeah. and Anthony so were I, I was on like Harmony. Match and Jade 8 and blah, blah, blah. And I said that I was going to do internet dating for a year. And if it didn't work out, then I would just stop. And I would either be alone or find somebody or whatever right so it's like literally the last day mm-hmm. of my experiment and I'm going through and I'm deleting my profile from everything because I've had enough I'm like fuck this right so I go on to eHarmony to delete it and there's bing there's little pm right from this guy and I look at him and I'm like no next let's just do this and I'm with my assistant manager Brian who was like Jen that could be the guy look at him he looks so nice and I'm like no look at him he looks like a douche right he's sitting there like with his hand resting on his chin right <laughs> sort of looking in the camera oh he's a classy and I was like, no and he looks a little bit like my dad and I'm, I'm not doing this right and he was like you should just message him back like just do a poke or whatever it is yeah listen so to i Brian, did God and then we it. went on a date and we um went to this burmese restaurant in uh san francisco and they had like this giant tank in front that had like all these shrimps in it like you could pick out your shrimps that you wanted in your curry or whatever and he looks at those Right. And he's like, hey, Jennifer. That's like, wild. Yeah. And he's like, you know, cockroaches are the shrimps of the sea. And I was like, yeah, I do. And in my head, I'm like, OK, well, this is the guy. I'm going to marry him and we're done. And then I did. So. So the yes. shrimps are the cockroaches yes. of the sea. Is that what you meant to say? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you said cockroaches <laughs> are the shrimps of the sea. <laughs> no, cockroaches are the shrimps of the land. Wow. But yeah, no, no, shrimps are the cockroaches of the sea. I've said it always. Part of the Jewish thing is that you don't eat shellfish. And I'm like, well, no shit, you don't eat shellfish because you don't eat fucking cockroaches and spiders. Ew. So, um, so that was it. I knew he was was the one and and I I went on a date and I went home from the date and I called my friend Fred and I was like, Fred, I met a regular guy and I think that I like him. And Fred was like, well, so what's wrong with that? And I said, he's a regular guy. And Fred was like, embrace the regular guy. It's okay. And I did. So you and Anthony have very different tastes in things. How is that? Because I feel... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so let me tell you the story of me and Brandon. So me and Brandon, um, we met uh-huh. kind of via the interweb like you, but not really. So I was with my friend Gonzo and I was getting tattooed As you do. Uh, in his right. garage because, you know, that's the homie. That's the homie. And we do some ghetto shit like that. He did work or he does and did work at, at a legit spot. But uh, tattoo artists, they have to give up a portion the, of their money that the they shop, make, right. you know, to the shop. Exactly. So as a side hustle, he would do his own shit on his own time uh, in his garage. Okay, wait, and one second. Homie, one so second. Me up. When Brandon does your going, tattoos, does he do them ahead. at the shop or does he do them at a home? No, he, okay. he does them at the shop. 
Right, because I was like, that would be a big hassle, because he's got, like, these huge, like, tool chests and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He has all his shit at the shop. Um, Okay, got it. But Gonzo had his own little setup already. So, we were there. There was some paintings on the on the floor because he had been telling me that he wanted me to like kind of nice interior design his garage, you know, cause that was going to be, you know, a right, place right, where right. he brought other people to get tattooed, blah, blah, blah. And there was paintings and shit like that. And I picked up one of the paintings and I was like, did you do this? And he goes, no, actually this guy did. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be on his phone Absolutely. on Instagram, the planets aligned. And then he showed me, um, Brandon's profile. Now, I decided to follow Which him because, is. number one, I thought he was cute. And number two, I was like, yeah, he does pretty good tattoos. Um, uh, I'll just, you know, mm-hmm. maybe one day I'll beat him or whatever because he's Gonzo's friend. So, whatever, not that big of a deal. I'm a bougie bitch. I don't typically follow people on Instagram that I don't know or that I haven't mm-hmm. met or had some sort of communication with because I'm just that bitch. Um, but... For whatever reason, I don't know why I did it. I yeah. just thought that he was cute or something. I don't know. And I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. And then so I followed him. And then like the next day or something, he followed me back. And he liked three of my pictures, all of yeah. my face. So, you right. know, he liked he liked the moneymaker. So I was like, oh, so so he wants the D. You know what I'm saying? Because he could have liked anything right, else. Right, right, right. Like Which I never really, I never really thought about like that as a thing. But you could actually interpret like what people like about you by what they like on your Instagram. Like I, I didn't, I didn't think about it that way. But that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So then I went on his page, and I liked three of his <laughs> pictures. None of his face. <laughs> It was just mm-hmm. ones with animals right. on them. Because, you know, your girl likes animals. And I didn't want to be, like, too, like, forward. But I, because, you sure, know, I like sure. to be courted. I am a lady. So I wanted to just be like, I see you seeing me. And I see you, too. Right. But I right, want right, you right. to see me more than I see you, you know. And then he went on um, my, we went back on my profile. And under a picture that mm-hmm. I had with me and Lou. And I was wearing a Deftone shirt, and he commented under it, and he said, oh, um, gorgeous dog, gorgeous girl, and you have a good taste in music, right? And I was like, oh, so I messaged him back, and I was like, oh, man, with good taste, blah, blah, blah. And then, so that was like a little thread we had, and then he finally said, like, oh, our dogs should should have have a date, right? Exactly, because (laughs) our dogs did not meet till like, eight months later, so that was just the front you know to get to to meet me and when we did meet up like maybe like two weeks after like we were we had exchanged numbers and we were texting and talking on the phone but I hadn't met him and he was trying to be a little cute with me and I was I want to be cute with him too but I wanted to meet him first I think like the whole not meeting you right okay so uh what does getting cute mean because I think it's code for something okay okay it's just like flirting, like you know, he okay, was sending okay. me little flirty text messages, oh, okay, okay. And little hard okay. eyes, and like you know, so this is not me, you know this is saying? not like sending pictures of his game. Or whatever. That's later. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, no. good, good, good. He, he's a classy broad. Okay. Nice. He, he never sent me no dick pics uh, until okay until after we were fucking. Because at that point, and let me tell you, anybody who's listening, like dick pics are not that like right? oh my god, he's hard. Like 
girls girls don't really give a fuck like it's cool like we play it off like oh my god he like wants me and all that and but it's not that big of like you know what i'm saying it doesn't i'm not gonna be like oh my god i just came right? in my pants because he sent so a dick pic you know what i have i have to like just that. make a little comment about that anthony I didn't even max into this you know what i'm saying like we we should meet and i said yeah no of course so the day that he wants to pick me up and meet is a little bit of an interesting story because at this point right. i had stopped talking to my ex and i was not answering his calls but if anybody knows my <laughs> ex you know he is insane he's very persistent he still would call me and still would send me messages and would just randomly stop <laughs> by my just, house you know as you in, do you know just regular things like that you know absolutely <laughs> you know healthy relationship shit um and this was one of the nights where he was like, I'm coming over, like, no. blah, blah, blah. And I I don't text him back, but he just still just sends me these things. And a lot of people were like, well, why don't you ever block him, blah, blah, blah. Because I need Absolutely. to know when the motherfuckers are seeking to popping the fuck up on me. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather I'd rather be aware and be prepared or get the fuck out of my house. If I don't want to deal with it, no, that, then you just see, be, like, you have surprised. To keep your enemies you know close. what I'm saying? So, er, then your friends. Exactly. So... Unfortunately, he was sending mm. me this as Brandon was about to pick me up. So I was like, oh, shit, I hope it doesn't come to, like, where my ex is coming and he just gets there and Brandon gets there. And <laughs> it's like a whole movie moment, you know what I'm saying, where it's just like, like or rest, romantic right? comedy without any comedy or romance. <laughs> and then there's like a whole, you know, situation so he was like, he was being a gentleman. He parked the car. He was like walking up to my house. I met him like halfway. I'm like, let's go. You know, and he's just like, okay. He's like trying to open the door no, for no, me, we're for, going you in. know, in the car. I'm just like, nah, we don't need to do all that. We, we, we're good. Let's go. And fortunately, nothing happened and it was fine. And we went to go have dinner. And I don't know if no, y'all can really? tell, but I'm a very forward person. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. It's a shock. But, um. We hung out for like a few hours and, um, and I was like, well, you know, you can take me home. I don't know how long you want to keep me for. And then I remember he dropped this line. This is the smoothest he's ever been. He's like, well, Aww. if it was up to me, I would keep you forever. Right. So, so I was like, oh, you know, I don't get like giggly and like, eh, but I totally <laughs> like Michael Jackson, like, hee hee, you know, and then you grabbed your penis <laughs> and then you found a young boy. And, uh, uh, and, uh so, and then. Uh, you can tell when right. you're comfortable with somebody if you don't have like a bubble, right? I didn't feel that bubble with him. Like he was in my space, he was in my energy, and I felt just fine. So I told him that night after like, mm -hmm. we had been hanging out for like five hours at this point, you know? It was like two in the morning and he was a very respectful man. He didn't try to bust nothing. Like mm -hmm. I was really close to him. He didn't try to, you know, nice. like, like grab my vagina or like try to do anything. He was very respectful. And I was like, you have a lot of self-control. Huh? <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm trying really hard right now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you don't make it easy. Like you're very beautiful. Yeah. And like, I was just like, oh, he's a sweet guy. So, and I told the boss, like, look, I like you. I know I like you. And I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm not trying to waste my time. And mm -hmm. I want to make mm -hmm. this, you know, something to go forward with. Um, but if you feel like you still want to date mm -hmm. and, you know, see other people, then that's fine. I'm, I'm totally right. cool with that. Good but girl. you're not going to be you seeing know me as well. That's just such a smart like, way to approach yeah, you know, dating is to just be upfront about it. Well, I, I feel like maybe I came on a little matter. too strong because it was the first time that we had actually seen each other. But we had already been right, talking, right. like, 
a couple weeks before that. So it wasn't it wasn't like we just talked the like the day before and right, then it right, was right, just right. like I'm a crazy right. bitch, you're mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But low key kind of like that. So I told him that and he said, nice. "No, listen, if I'm talking to you, I'm just talking to you." So since that nice. day, it's just been me and him. So that's that's the story of a uh, story of us and it's been I can't believe it. I remember four when years you guys now. were just babies. So, that's crazy. I know. It's been a long... Yeah. It's been an interesting time with him. But, uh... Yeah, so... Uh, we were uh, talking about how I we? met Anthony, and then you said how you met Brandon. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Cool. So oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, and yeah. then uh, let's talk about how we met each other. During, oh my during God. all okay, of this, so how did we become we to be? The, or we worked at the same animal hospital and i started there in november mm-hmm. and then so my whole thing okay so i used to work in the music industry before i was a veterinary technician and then um a whole bunch of stuff happened i got laid off from my job so i went back to school to become a vet tech right and then um i got married and I got pregnant and i stopped everything and then i went back to school again to become a vet tech for real this time right so i was in school at vet tech school Mm -hmm. and our school and um, our hospital kind of like they did shit together so i became like this intern at this hospital now here's the thing when i got this job at the hospital i deleted my facebook i got rid of all of my social media because they scared me into saying you know like you have to be professional right so i was going to go into this job and just be Jennifer the vet tech, right? I wasn't going to let any of my personality out. I wasn't going to do anything to like get to know anybody. I was just going to do my job and like be a badass, right? So in comes Jackie Mm -hmm. one day um, and I forget how we got to talking about it, but we found out that we both love the Smiths and then it was over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my God, finally somebody who understands me. And I went really overboard with it, right? And I, like, every time I walked by or anything came mm-hmm. up, I would just use a Smith lyric for it. And I would wait for the call and response. And I would get that. And then I was like, all right, well, now I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm a very big music person. Um, so usually when I meet someone and we've, you know, got a little bit of a a thing going on I like to ask what kind of music to listen to what they're into things like exactly. that because you know I want to know you let me know let me know what you're about and so I talked to JSR and of course our number one thing that we both love oh, so is great. the Smiths and so yes she became <laughs> obsessed like I told my BFF I was like there is this lady at work and let me tell you she's cool we love the Smiths but this bitch cannot go one second without quoting uh, Smith's lyric so that I can oh finish God. the other half. And it was just like, this bitch would be like in the bathroom, like <laughs> pop her head out and just be like, say like, give, give in to us. Give up to us. Heaven knows we'll soon be best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, like if there was dust on the, on, the, like, on the counter, yeah. I would say that, right? And if it was like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was wild, and although I appreciated it, it got to a point where it was, like, a bit much. I'm not going to lie. 
I enjoyed it, but at some point I was just looking over my shoulder like, where is this bitch? Did I study my Smith's lyric enough? I don't want to disappoint her. Like, it was pressure. Oh I'm not gonna I lie. never I meant to put the pressure, pressure on. I was just so excited. I know, and it was great. And then, lo and behold... Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Esme is... They just got back from Home Depot, and she's at the window. I broke it. A lot of the people who are important in my life, now... I've also connected through music, um, in particularly yes. a band, a little band by the name of the Deftones. Um, I actually met my BFF emo. Shout out to is his name really to emo? My cry baby. Um, okay, so that makes sense. His real name is Emerson. Sure, sure, sure. So emo for no, sure. No, that does, I mean, but it I, doesn't really make sense. I don't know. But I, 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 I for a long Emer time, I was like, be, "Is his name really emo? What's going on?" But okay, Emerson emo. That makes sense. No, his name mm-hmm. is Emerson, but emo is is for short. Uh, we met at a Deftones line, and me and him pretty much obsessed with the band. Uh, we're not those kind of people who are obsessed where if we see them out in the street, we're like, "Oh my god, can we get your autograph? We need a picture." And like, mm-hmm, we're not like mm-hmm. that. We just really appreciate music together, which is also like a a big thing that we have. Like Chino, okay. I wouldn't say he knows us, the lead singer of Deftones, but he's seen us at every so he knows show that in the Bay Area, and we're like a, yeah, we're 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 like a kind of a standout couple because he's like a, right, right, a right. big guy, and I'm like a little girl. So, if you see us together enough, you know, like, right, right, just visually who we are. You know what I'm saying? If we're in line and mm-hmm. we're always up front, because that's where I like to enjoy my right. shows. At the barricade or on stage is, uh, that's where I feel like I get the most, um, it's my therapy, you know, a lot of people like to go to therapy, I leave everything, all my feelings, all of my everything there on that stage, when I'm done I get home. What's the point of going if you're not going to be in the front? You can't see anything, who cares? Yeah. Exactly. And I don't like to be that fucking bitch who like, gets there at the, you know, when doors open and like, pushes my way to the front and like, like. No, I don't like to do that. So I get there nice and early and we have a little right, line right, party. Right. It's not really a party. We just sit in line. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you get to you meet people, I guess, occasionally. And I don't really, like, get too close to people. But me and him would be at every fucking show at, like, 8 in the morning. And we'd be there right. for, like, 12 hours until the band started. So sure. doing this enough times, you get to talk to each other. And then we became friends and... Lucky for me to have a person like him in my life because we still enjoy doing that. And I think we're going to be doing that shit till we're like I six feet it. under because we're so really do, about do that So do people, do like people um, in the Deftone yeah, scene, like do I they said, think that you guys are dating uh-huh. or married or something like that? Like are there, is that a thing? Okay. No, 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 no. There are, there are other people that I've met. Um, I don't, I wouldn't right. consider them my friends because uh-huh. we don't hang out or anything like that, but definitely acquaintances, definitely acquaintances where We've seen each other at enough shows where yeah. we, like, say hi and we talk and all that stuff. And especially mm-hmm. people in mm-hmm. that Deftones community, I guess you could say. Because um, there's, like, a lot of really hardcore fans. And yeah. I would kind of consider myself one, in a sense, because, like I said, I'm there all day. I do really enjoy the band, but I, I like... I've seen Chino uh-huh. riding his bike in San Francisco, and he's seen me, and I don't, like... I just kind of, like, 
put my head up and go like hey what's up and he was just like oh hey what's up like for me it's not like i need to be with them and like suck his dick or anything like that i just i i just like to enjoy music or i've seen other band members of other bands just kind of wandering the streets or like you know in the alleys where next to the venue and things like that if i happen to be walking from somewhere and i'll just be like oh what's up and they'll be like oh hi I'm like okay, have have a good show, guys, and like that's it. I just keep it moving. I'm I'm not one of those fans where ah. like, I'm like oh my god, like I don't I don't. I, I don't grew up being. That. It's not my style. Like if if that's what you're about. No, but I was definitely. Like, I wouldn't you, call myself a groupie. groupie. I never like fucked anybody, but I was definitely like the oh my god, especially when I was much younger. Like and the bands that I liked were like that kind of band. Do you know what I mean? Um, now, well, not now, but mm-hmm. like in my adult life, I was definitely like, let's meet the band, or I know somebody in the band, or I know somebody who knows somebody in the band, because I was just so well connected. But um, like, did, you know, my meeting Morrissey story, right? You've never heard my meeting? Mo- what? No. You met Morrissey? You've never heard the story? Bitch, How? Oh, well, let me see. Maybe okay, it'll come so to me. So I was working at a record tell. store in LA called Rhino. And I was, this was another situation where I went into the situation. I was like, I'm not going to let everybody know that I'm fucking crazy, right? I'm just going to do my job, be good at the record store. And that's that, right? So it was kind of one of those like high fidelity situations where it was all guys. I was the youngest. I was a lady. I got the job because I had a friend who worked there because otherwise you can't get into that place. Do you know what I mean? It's like very difficult or whatever so I would just go I would do my work I would not talk about Mm -hmm. my taste in music I got a little bit of cred because I had been in a band and we had played at like a punk show um even though we weren't really punk but like I'd gotten my picture Mm -hmm. in Flipside so you know I was working there and one day they were like hello we found this out about you and I was like oh shit what did you find out like that I used to like Duran Duran or something like that do you know what I mean and they're like they show me my picture on flip side so that was I was a little cooler yeah. then do you know what I mean but I still didn't really talk about like my main obsession which was Morrissey because that was like a thing that in that kind of like record store environment you would just get killed do you know what I mean they would just rip you apart if like your favorite band was the Smiths it's just one of those things. Well, fuck them, but, you know, whatever, you right? Fuck them, so okay. I um, am working the register. I'm on the main register. And if you're on main on a Saturday afternoon, you can't leave main. Like, if you have to pee, you have to get somebody to, like, come and to the, go to the register and so you could go pee, right? So it's a whole thing. So I'm there. And I am just, I'm, it's raised up. It's like on a little pedestal, right? So I'm just watching people go by, and I see this very tall like head go by and this head is wearing like a really nice shirt and I'm like that looks like a lovely tailored shirt right hold on Tio what mm-hmm. you, okay we'll worry about it later I'm just gonna finish podcasting okay I'll fix- okay whoever they are right and then I look up and I realize it's fucking Morrissey and oh bye hold on Okay. It's Morrissey and it's Boz and it's ahead, that lady ahead, Linder that, you know, that he wrote Cemetery Gates about, right? The blonde lady that he hangs out with, right? Or at the time he did, because this is 1992, right? So okay, I'm like, Cemetery Gates. holy okay. shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, right? And I'm like, I'm getting off Maine, right? I just yell that, right? And I go down the aisle, I go past the M's, I pick the yeah. first thing that I see, and this is when CDs were still in those long boxes, right? 
So I grab the long box of your arsenal and I tear it in half uh-huh, uh-huh. and I take the plastic off and I throw that in the trash and I go up to Morrissey and he's so tall, Jackie. He's so tall. And I look up. Yes. I look up and I'm like, hello, um, my name is Jennifer. I work here and I know that people tell you this all the time, but you are my hero. And he's like, and he goes, a few, he goes, he's I'm so fucking worse. He's like <laughs> a few times so a day, beautiful. actually. And I was like, right? Oh, and I was like, cunt. okay, so um, can you please <laughs> sign my CD? And do you need help finding anything? And he says he's looking for like some old Phil Spector shit, right? And I know we don't have anything that he's looking for. Not one fucking uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. But I pretend and I go and I fake look and I do a whole thing and I prepare a whole spiel for him. And I'm like, well, we don't have this, but we have this. And we don't have this, but we have this. And we also have this. And he's like, yeah, but I have all those. And I was like, I'm sure you do. So he signed my shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Wait, did he sign your shit or not? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you still have this? Oh my god, you need to take a picture. We need to post that. I am um, so jealous. No, to oh be god, honest, this, Jackie, it is I feel like locked I just in a Morrissey. thing that is put away that is in the basement. Because I can't look at it because Morrissey is Morrissey. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <sighs> just... I also have a piece of his shirt okay, but that ahead, a friend got for me. And I also have Johnny Marr's guitar pick that I picked up off the stage at the Smith mm-hmm. show. But anyway, that's my, that's my shit. So... I do that, and then everybody, at, I go back to the main, and everybody's like, oh my god, can you get Morrissey's autograph for me? And I was like, fuck you, you don't like Morrissey, and they're like, yeah, but we want you to do it, right? So I get to get like seven pieces of paper, and I go up to him, and I'm like, I'm so sorry to bother you while I disappointed you about shopping, and I already told you how much I love you, but can you sign some autographs for these gentlemen? And the, he's like, why don't they just come up to me themselves? And I was like, because they're intimidated by you because of your awesomeness or some shit like that right so he signs all the things i go back up Mm -hmm. i start hyperventilating right and this guy ken looks at me and he's like jet (laughs) and i'm like yeah and he's like you know there's places where you could go and you could buy a life and i was like wow what a fuck you whatever so then i start talking to Boz, right? Because he, being the rockabilly hero that he is, he had, uh, what was he doing? He was looking through like the seven inches, right? And he pulls out a seven inch that is on the label Vinyl Japan, right? And I was... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a little record label and I had sent some stuff to Vinyl Japan that was like on sale there and I was still waiting to hear back from them or whatever. So we started talking about Vinyl Japan because it was something that we had in common, right? And so me and Boz are like best friends now, mm-hmm. right? They come up to buy stuff, right? And I'm ringing them up and Boz is like, how do you get to the Marilyn Monroe Cemetery? Because we're in Westwood, right? And I give them directions to the Marilyn Monroe Cemetery and then I realized later I gave them the wrong directions. Like I told them to go away that wasn't the way to go. So wow. um, that's a thing that happened. And I feel bad to this day because they probably got lost. It was insane. It was a great story, yes. That's insane. That's a great story. I, the only thing that I have with Mm -hmm, Morrissey, mm -hmm. I didn't meet him or anything like that, I wish, but, so like I said, I'm not one of those, like, oh my god, can I get your autograph, oh my god, blah, 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 but, like, 
Morrissey is next level for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? He is like my one. So I think yeah. that I would have done the same thing if I would have seen him. I'd be like, I I actually got to talk to him. Uh huh. Kind of. So right. when we were at a show, you know, I'm up front. Um, <gasps> he hands me the mic. Yeah, he hands me the mic. He right. was like getting people to say what what they wanted or whatever. And he hands me the mic and he looks at I don't know what the fuck to say. <gasps> and I'm just like, uh, I love wait, you. Wait, so wait, he was doing, he was handing the mic like he wanted you to sing or like he wanted you to. Okay. No, there was no music. He okay, was okay. just doing his little, one of these little like rants that he ah. was having. And he's like, does anybody he have anything to say? I didn't raise my hand or nothing, but he just, he just, right, right. He, he just knew. He's like, this girl needs to love me right, right now. And right. I, was, I, I, I didn't have a speech prepared. Like I just followed my heart and I was like, uh, 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 I, oh my God. I love he's you. Like, he was like he twice a day, actually. Like, well, well um, thank you. You know what I'm So have you ever done the, and, and the, the jump on stage, give him a hug thing? No, I'm not. Like I said, I, I don't. I don't get. To, like I, I know that he's there, and although he may enjoy it, like it just sends everybody else into okay. a frenzy to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. same, yeah, and then yeah. he's gonna quit the fucking show and leave. You know what I'm saying? And it's already like going to a Morrissey show. Right. Okay. So there's right. different levels to like fandom. Okay. Like I said, Deftone people are their own fucking people. Uh, most of them are really cool. There are, like, the girls who are, uh-huh. like, in love with Chino and they're super annoying about it. And they're, like, when they come on stage, they, like, scream, like, to where, like, dolphins can listen, you know? To, like, decimals that are, like, non-human and, like, like to bust your eardrums because you're right next to them. And they're, like, oh, my God, Chino, I want to have your baby. And it's just, like, that kind of shit I don't like. Like, if you're there and you appreciate them, you're a fan, that's fucking cool. But, like, that kind of level of shit I don't like. Um, but most fans are cool. The worst Amen. fans in the world the are Morrissey fans. They are the absolute. So there is a list. No, not at all. And I don't think it was around in your right. time, correct? You you don't you're not you're not familiar with a list. So there is a list that happens at every fucking Morrissey show now. Well, at least here in the Bay Area, where you get there. Right. These people are already there. They've like camped out. Blah blah blah. Once you get there and you're in line, they're like, are you on the list? Are you on the list? And I go, no. And they're like, okay, get on the list. So the list is basically mm-hmm. a piece of paper. Once you get there, you write your name on there. Which I think is and bullshit. That is your because then you line. could just go get on the list now, and leave. Correct. And that's okay. what you can do. But also, that's like a good part of it. But also the bad part of it is if you're not physically there. Like I can be like, oh, here. I'm here, and my friend is going to join me Your later doesn't get on the once list. they get off of work in, like, uh. five hours. or like Exactly. They're like, no, they have to be here on the list, or they can't be up And are left. you the fucking boss you of the up front? Like, you can't just come later and, like... <sighs> they're, like, exactly. They're, like, the list Nazis. And, like, once they move you inside, they, like, section you off. Who the and they're fuck like, are you put on the them list? in what charge of that? You? What is your name? What is your social... Fuck that shit. Yeah, like, it's crazy and and yeah no it's insane morrissey fans are the worst and then they like come up with some dumb right, ass shit like when them. you're in line like i don't even know why people who eat meat are here blah, 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 right? and i'm just like fuck you bitch as i eat my burrito you know like i'm here because this man i'm a sad girl at heart you know i've been through some things 
I'm mm-hmm. a little crybaby bitch on the inside. I don't cry on the outside anymore, um, <laughs> which is also probably why I'm a pretty unstable person, although I hold it together very good. I don't cry anymore. Mm-hmm. I haven't cried in like maybe four and a half years now. And then the time before that, I think it was like five. I know. I know. So I know. You, you already know that I'm fucked up on the inside. If, if you If you don't let yourself cry, next level shit. But anyways, besides right. the point, on the inside, sadness. And it wasn't until I heard the Smiths and Morrissey when I was a wee Jacqueline that I was able to channel my sadness. Right. And, right, right. you know, almost feel comfort in it. Right. To say, you know, like that's. No, that's but it absolutely home, makes sense. Which is really fucking sad to say, actually. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? That that like Morrissey became and still right. is. That's why I, I will always be true to him. He needs to. Even though I wish absolutely. that he would just shut the fuck up and only open his mouth to sing. You know, like he's kind of his opinions are, you know, whatever. Let's not get into that. I just want him. And for me, it will always just be that I can separate the right. artist from the human. So I see it as a whole. Well, we are different. And I cannot you see separate. it as a whole. I can separate him. Yeah, exactly. I can separate. So what he did for me is. Just give me an outlet and let me express myself in a way that I didn't even know that I had, right. that I could, that is th- oh, therapeutic for me, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel that if I'm not one of those people who like mm-hmm. people die that are celebrities and I get upset, but I feel like there's probably mm-hmm. two people and one of those people is Morrissey that right, if right. he yep, like, yep. died, which apparently he will one day. We all do. I think that I would actually shed some tears. I would be very hurt by it because even though he knows nothing about right. me and he will never know what he's done for my life, like, yeah, I would feel and like then who that's else? a big part of me that just died. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm Mexican, so Vicente Fernandez. <laughs> was, oh that, was that not obvious? <laughs> is that the guy from Coco? Like, is that that guy? Like, but it's like he's uh, like one of those no, guys. No, it's not the guy from Coco. Yeah, okay. But... <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Wasn't that obvious? Oh my god, no, I love Just you. Just me. Just me. He is yes, also he does. a man. Yes, he does. Yes, who yes, sings yes. Very, very sad songs. You know, Mexican Mexican people right. just love to be in their feelings and love to be sad. So, and before I started listen listening to, to any sort of English right, music, of course, of course, I grew up listening to to Mexican music you know what I'm saying so that's so I listen to a lot of Mexican music and there is no well, sadder songs than like legitly Mexican music and then let's like, not they, forget that you know if yeah, you're Mexican it's, it's a whole different world. and you don't love the Smiths then there's something wrong with you because right also correct Mexicans the damned the Smiths you know what also Mexicans like which is kind of weird <laughs> Uh-huh. Ramstein. Yeah. Mexicans fucking love Ramstein. Yeah. Yep. The Doors. The Doors, which guilty as charged. And so Mother I don't Manson, know if it's like the group that I grew up the in, Mexicans. the time that I grew up in, but like all of the like alternative bands like had huge Mexican followings. So it was like you go to New Order, and there's tons of like Mexican New Order people with Joy Division T-shirts and like um, the Cure and all the all the goth bands and all all that kind of thing too. Very Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, and you already have all the rosaries at home and everything, so you just put them on. So, yeah, I think. (laughs) Um, 
It's great. It's great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, music, man. I've, I've met a lot. Like I said, I've met uh, my BFF emo at a Deftone show. Mm-hmm. I also met one of my good friends, Bianca, at a Deftone show. She was a very kind soul. We were in San Francisco. It was a cold day. <laughs> my little ass was shaking, shaking in my boots. She had a blanket. She had Aww. some cookies. And she said, here, little bitch, Aww. have this blanket, thank eat some you. food, and be warm. And I said, why? Why, thank you. And uh, still in my life today. Um. So, yeah, like, I'm very grateful that I had right, these connections right. with these people, which I feel are on deeper levels than just the normal right. people. Now, I'm not saying that they're not as deep as they could be, but I just feel if you understand my music and understand wh- what that holds to me, at least, even if, like, you're not into music, right. you just understand, like, that's a big part of her and how she is and what her no, heart absolutely. is about. I absolutely I agree. feel like I have a better connection with you. Or if you're not like one oh, of those, fuck you. like, oh my God, why do you listen yes. to that? They're just screaming. Can you even understand what they're saying? Like, wow, like, I hate that shit. Or like, that's Shut weird. Up. Why would you listen to that? That they don't even, that doesn't even have words. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're just open and you just let me love what I love and just be right. accepting of it. Or not right. even, you don't even have to accept right. it. Just understand that that's a thing right. and that's my thing and don't talk shit and just let me absolutely. be. No, I... Absolutely agree. And so I think it's really funny because, okay, so you and Brandon have music in common, obviously. Um, And congratulations, Brandon. Like somebody got your tattoo of your band logo. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) Fuck. That's like so amazing. That just blows my mind. Um, So obviously Kyle, um, who we don't talk about, he who shall not be named, um, not only did we have like podcast stuff in common but we also had a lot of music in common and that is like the last connection that I made with somebody that was musical and look what happened so fuck that anyway um what was I going to say so Anthony right Anthony does not like any music that I like (laughs) at all um and or certainly not historically right he never even heard of anything that I like and the only thing that we had in common honestly was Mm -hmm. Gwen Stefani believe it or not so Obviously, I grew up in LA, so I love No <laughs> Doubt. And, you know, I used to like see Gwen all the time at like all the little mod things and the ska things or whatever. So, you know, like I've always felt like I've had this weird connection with Gwen or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, or right when we started dating, her sol- her first solo album came out and we both liked that. So we listened to that a lot together. Um, and as- And which then, you know, like, I tried to say, well, like, you know how Gwen has this song and it it sounds like this? That's because she's a really big fan of New Order. So let's listen to some New Order. No connection whatsoever. But um, I I took him to see Bell and Sebastian and he (laughs) called them a bunch of fashion losers. And I played him Pavement, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. And he was like, this guy sounds like a spaz. So, you know, we have a record player now that's in our living room. And I got him a Star Trek album, which we've listened to a couple times. But he's always like, hey, put on some music. And I do. And then he just face blanks over. He's like, "I I don't know. And the funniest thing I think about Anthony and his music is that he has to listen to stuff when he's going to sleep, right? And it doesn't ha- it doesn't matter what the music is, right? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. at all. It could be any radio station, whatever. So I'll literally have to be like, change it because it'll be like the Taylor Swift channel or something like that. And I'm like, I cannot sleep to this bullshit, right? And so lately he's been listening to like an 80s retro station. And so, yeah. but it's so funny because I'm falling asleep and it's like I am cool, the sun man. in the air. And I'm like, does he even realize? He doesn't know. He does not know. And 
<laughs> no, criminally vulgar no. at all. He doesn't know that it's um, a shyness and that so, is. Yeah, you know, so, but, and, and then no. I have to tell him sometimes if we're awake, I'm like, you can't, we can't listen to that. And he's like, why not? And I said, it's because it's Morrissey and I am in mourning right now because he's an asshole. So I still find it hard to listen to Morrissey solo. I'm, I, am okay a little bit with Smith. I think that after he dies and you cry about it, I'm going to be okay to go back and, and really embrace. But right now it's too, it's too much. Yeah. We are, we are in our Morrissey know, forgiveness. We're, we're, we're not even forgiveness. I'll never Morrissey. forgive him, but whatever. Like, yeah, I understand. I understand. Like I said, it's music for me. It's not him. Um, I think we did good. I think we're an hour and thirty of this uh, second episode, we and we still have stuff on bank to talk about for next time. Yeah. It uh, is, if anybody is a may Star the Wars be with you. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> I can't wait to see oh, what so, Nebraska yeah, Cinco de Mayo is like. I, I was at the supermarket. They did have a Corona display. I think people get drunk. But I think that people in Nebraska drink a lot anyway, so it's like any wow. excuse. So we'll see how embarrassing it gets. All right, well, um, thank you guys for we, listening. Yeah, we're, we're on um, Twitter. We're on Instagram. Our is email is wanna... ourfrankpodcast at gmail.com. Please write and let us know what you think and if you want us to talk about anything we're not on itunes so you can't subscribe there but you can on google play and we're also on spotify so you know get in touch because we're doing this but we'd like to hear from people who like us or don't like us i don't care either way oh. yeah, shout out to the guy who messaged jacket yeah. yesterday all three of you thank you for listening and like everybody else who follows us oh, on yeah. Instagram, we're getting quite Shout out a to little you. following, so that's good. Yeah, yeah thank you guys. We um, will. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. So we'll I will make get a, it up definitely episode sooner by tomorrow. than this time. Bye. Okay. Uh, love you guys. Bye.